Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, January 19th, five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So, you know, Rob, I write an article at WIBC.com most of the time daily, and it's at uh, WIBC.com, and it's called The Side Piece. Absolutely. Earlier this week, I saw this topic, and I thought, well, okay, this is something that I could potentially write an article about. Right. However... I got a little nervous about what I had to Google and the research that I had to do here on the company computer (laughs) involving Senate Bill 17. Uh This is a bill that would mandate that internet users provide proof that they are over 18 before accessing adult content online. We're talking pornography. Okay, so we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of this because this has now cleared the Senate. Uh, But before we do that, let me be extremely clear to you why every single session these Republicans take on bills like this. It's not because they care about your kids. It's not because they care about your family. It is to distract people like us. Now, we're too smart to fall for it. But it is to distract people from talking about their complete gross financial abuse that they have done with taxpayer money the entire eight years now that Eric Holcomb has been governor and the Republican supermajorities in the House and Senate have rode right alongside with him. The Republicans have recognized, and we have said this many, many times, if they find things that they think will allow the right flank to engage socially, and we have heard this from many, many people on this show and otherwise, they will excuse or not complain or at the very least complain quietly about the gross financial mismanagement of the Indiana General Assembly. And that is why they engage in bills like this. So what this bill says Mm -hmm. is that if, and, and by the way, parents should parent their kids. And part of parenting is regulating what your kid sees on the internet. You know, on one hand, these Republicans, like things like vouchers, hey, it's for parents' rights. Parents raise the kids. You hear that all the time with the transgender stuff, and it's absolutely true. Hey, when you're 18, you can make that choice. But until then, your parents make that choice. They're they're right. But it only applies when they want it to apply. Because regulating content of what your kids see, and every parent should do this, and every parent should do it much better than they do, means my kid will not have a cell phone other than to be able to make phone calls and send text messages in case of emergency. My kid will not have a computer that is unsupervised. Those are, my kid will not use the internet that is unsupervised. That is my job as a parent to make that choice. And my wife and I made that from the moment she was conceived because we care about the content my kid consumes. It's not the government's job though to stop everybody from consuming content if they're allowed to consume that content. And that's what this bill is about. They are going to mandate under this bill 
Now, keep in mind, you've got all these super pressing issues that they could tackle in front of them right now. Like, I don't know, property taxes, people not being able to afford to stay in their homes anymore, elderly people who have spent 40, 50 years in the same residence having to make very difficult choices right now. You've got out of control utility bills, just a bevy of things they could actually tackle that affect regular people. And they said, no, 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 no. That'd be hard and it would actually affect affect the legalized vote buying. So we're going to go to you, the people of Indiana, and say, you're too stupid to raise your own kids we're for parental rights when it when it benefits us or when we think we can use that to distract you from our financial mismanagement but when we think this will distract you we're going to go the other way no explanation necessary they're going to force people law law by consenting adults people have engaged in no harm no foul they're not on a watch list they haven't spent time in a federal prison they are going to force them to upload I guess it's a driver's license. I don't know. They're still kind of vague on that, I guess. They have to scan a government-issued ID. Okay, thank you. To an adult website mm-hmm. in order to to consume adult content. Yet I watch every single time, Casey, I've ever been to a movie theater. It's been many, many years since I've been there. I'm sure it has not gotten more cracked down upon. In R-rated movies... All sorts of people who are clearly under the age of 17 Mm -hmm. who just waltz right in and out of the movie theater. So if we're so concerned about minors not consuming adult content, then I want to see a police officer stationed at the ticketing booth at every single movie theater. And if the, the, the... usher or whatever they call those people who take the who sell the tickets at the front don't ask for an id and that person's a minor slap the cups on them and send them right to jail they won't do that because that's ridiculous and so is this parents should parent kids casey okay so this is a republican authored bill and it would require websites that host pornography like Pornhub or other material that's harmful to minors to verify the age of the user it was passed by the indiana senate judiciary committee this week so that means users either have to scan a government issued id or they have to register with a third party age verification service of course (laughs) the american civil liberties union is getting involved claiming that this violates free speech you also have this um, non-profit free speech coalition getting involved this has already happened in many other states including north carolina montana utah Arkansas, Mississippi, and Virginia, and the world's largest visited adult site, which is Pornhub, um, they, instead of going with this new law, for example, in North Carolina and saying, okay, we're going to make people scan their ID, they just blocked service completely in that state. Well, and and look, parents should absolutely uh, not allow pornography for their kids. And that's like part of what I said is that there's a whole bunch of content they shouldn't allow their kids to have that are poisoning kids' minds. And that's why we've made the choice. My kid is not going to have A, B, and C. But that's our job. It is not, not the, the job of the government to raise the kids. And these Republicans do this all the time. They do this with local governments all the time where, hey, for some things, there's all these mandates that local governments have to do. But then when the state doesn't want to mess with it, like prison overcrowding, oh, now it's a local issue. You guys go and have fun with it. These Republicans are such hypocrites. This this bill is, a, is it is just, my God, goodness, the hypocrisy of these people, Casey. Well, the other concern is that by having people scan their ID or go to this third-party age verification service, they're also building a database. Yes. Yes. What 
what Kevin does in the privacy of Kevin's own home is no business of anybody but Kevin. You want to tell us what you do in the privacy of your <laughs> home, home, Kevin? No. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I'll just, uh, I won't disclose that information. Okay. And it's none of Smart our business. Move. Smart move. It's none of our business. Mm-hmm. As long as Kevin is not engaging in any sort of, you know, illegal, nefarious activity, what he does and who he does it with, as long as everyone is consenting, mm-hmm. be it in person or via electronic means, is none of our business. We don't have to like it. We don't have to agree with it. We might even say, Kevin, that's a really bad idea. But it's Kevin's right to do it. And as long as it's not harming anyone else, we don't have the right to know about it unless he tells us about it. This is another example. If you let them creep in on this, they're going to creep in on the next thing. It's no different than when they banned Alex Jones on social media. Remember when they he was the first guy to go and they booted him off and everything. Yay, Alex Jones is off social media because he's a weirdo and he's a conspiracy theorist and he's a this and he's a that. Yeah, you're right. Alex Jones is a goof and a loser. But he has the right to be a goof and a loser. And we said at the time, if you if you cheerlead him going, you'll be next. And nobody took it serious. And what two two-ish years later, mm-hmm. everybody, including the president of the United States, is getting banned off social media. This is the same thing. If you cheerlead this because you like the cause, and by liking the cause, you're telling the government to do something that you are not willing to do as a parent or others are not willing to do as a parent then it is going to creep into something that you don't want them to be involved in and you are giving them a blank check to legislate this. Why it is? Why is it always the porn industry that is first <laughs> in so many instances? I mean, when you question. think about usage of the internet, why did the internet become so popular? How? It was the Pamela Anderson video, right? Right. I mean, they always seem to lead the way on certain things. And uh, here's a example of, I guess, freedom of speech or parental rights, where here it is again, the pornography industry leading the way and i am in no way um you know endorsing that industry because you know how i feel about it i know but i also believe that it is the parent's choice to regulate that you know why your kid is a good kid casey because you're raised her right because you and jim were involved in her life and you made sure that she got a good education and she went to class and you had her in sports Parents, We keep looking, whether it's reading. I mean, they're obsessed now with this third grade reading stuff. And they've tried a million different ways to try to make that work. And it never works. Hey, all day kindergarten or universal pre-K or this or that. None of it ever works. You know why? Because the government can't fix anything. Because the government sucks. And the government is inherently evil and a colossal failure in everything it touches by its very existence. And that's what they're trying to do here. It's the reading thing all over again. How's that worked out the last 20 years? It hasn't. And this won't work either. Okay, I want to change directions, and uh, I teased this up earlier, so let's get to it. Uh, you know, the World Economic Forum is going on in Davos right now, and uh, Crazy John Kerry giving a <laughs> weird description of Joe Biden. And then at the very end of this, you're going to hear Indiana's Mike Braun commenting on it. I am going to campaign very happily because I think he's done a terrific job. He's shown experience. He's kept us from, you know, having a, 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 you know, a complete breakout of uncontrolled war in many regions. But at the same time, he stood up for American values, global values, universal values. I couldn't believe it. Uh, that is like a bizarro world interpretation of what's really going on. Can you imagine saying that Joe Biden has prevented uh, conflicts across the world? 
It seems like there is war everywhere, Casey. I know. Multiple fronts. It seems like there is war Mm -hmm. everywhere. And it would seem like John Kerry may have a problem with the truth. It is 17 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 20 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is the most ridiculous song ever. I really like Luke Combs' version that he has out, Fast Car. Are you a big uh, Tracy Chapman fan? So so I I only know of Tracy Chapman because she did a tour in the late 80s. It was uh, some human rights tours, raise money for various human rights causes across the globe. And it was like some super tour, and it was Peter Gabriel mm-hmm. and Sting, and I think UCU Indior was on that, and then Springsteen was the headliner along with Sting. And that would Tracy, be a good show. And Tracy Chapman, like they would all mm-hmm. do a little set, and then I think they came out at the end together and played. And so I became a little familiar familiar with her because of that, because some of those those concerts were filmed. But other than Fast Car, like what other song does Tracy Chapman even have? That's what I was yeah. thinking. She's a complete uh, O-Neater. Right? A one-hit wonder. I mean, think about that. You have <laughs> you have her and UCU Indior, who like was a bongo player or something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, d- did you ever play any of her music on all the radio stations? No. <laughs> that no, you... that was not like top 40 music. <laughs> and then you, But then you had, okay, so that's the warm-up act, and then it's Peter Gabriel, who had just done Shock the Monkey mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, who was super popular, and then Sting and Spring. You want to talk about like just a whole, that tour, there's some great video of it, and it's like all these people on stage together, and they would close the, uh, I think they closed the show. This is great. You can, again, wait till noon. We don't care what you do during Tony's show, but wait till noon. You can YouTube it. They do a great <laughs> cover to close. They only did select shows, like, I don't know, maybe 10 concerts across the world, and they would close with Bob Dylan's Chimes of Freedom. And it was hilarious to watch, like, UCU Indior try to sing mm-hmm. Chimes of Freedom. <laughs> so Tracy Chapman gave Luke Combs permission to redo her song. Uh, but she the stipulation was that he could not change the lyrics. So you've got a man singing with she pronouns. Yeah. Well, uh, that happens sometimes. Okay, so I'm, I'm not wrong in the fact that that is it. I'm not missing some. There was some great... Tracy Chapman, like the second if, uh, song. Like no, you, that's the only song I know it. by her. If you were to I mean, go, it's a great song. Let's say Tracy Chapman is she still alive? Alive or dead? Game is she still alive? She's still alive. This, I, I would. She I just would gave like, Luke Combs permission to do her song. Was this recently? Yes. Oh, okay. She's still alive. Okay, she's still alive. If Tracy Chapman were to play, could Tracy Chapman play the Mirage? She is that name big enough? I think she would need somebody else on the ticket. Okay, is Tracy Chapman big enough to play <laughs> the Vogue? The, the Vogue? Mm-hmm. Would the Vogue take Tracy Chapman? Like I whoever, think so. whoever's Ch- Tracy Chapman's representation, if they called the Vogue and said we'd like to play at your facility, would they take mm-hmm. the Vogue? What would a Tracy Chapman concert at the? We've talked about this with the 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 forty, P- 40 bucks. Well, the no no no. I'm I'm saying like 
like we, with the uh, Rupert Holmes mm-hmm. and then uh, Key, the Key Largo guy. Uh, oh, what the you know who I'm talking about? These guys with one hit. Bernie yeah. Higgins. Bernie Higgins. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Like, what does a Bernie Higgins concert sound like? There's one song. What is a Rupert? I mean, at least he had an answering machine. But, like, is it just a 33-minute version of Fast Car with some deep monologue mm-hmm. in the middle of it? Probably. What else goes on at she a Tracy a whole, Chapman concert? She had a whole album surrounding that song. So, she's got multiple albums. You just don't Yeah, I'm sure know she's them. got similar songs. Yeah. To fast car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not wrong, though, right? That's one of the, lyrically, one of the dumbest songs ever when you put it all together <laughs> oh i don't know i th- i think a lot of people like it and connect with it's it. simple yeah <laughs> just you, simple you, oh, but, okay okay i'm gonna get a huge trouble for this it's, but i'm gonna go ahead and do it and if this is my last day here it's fine part of part of what a birthday gift that would be huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's fine uh part of and I've long said people people they they can't get rid of me for lack of diverse understanding because I work with a woman my best friend is black and my wife is Hispanic so uh-huh. I mean nobody's more diverse than me so let me preface that for any management that might be listening <laughs> Kev will back me up on this because he's a music guy part of mm-hmm. especially with singer songwriters is identifiability with the person that is playing the song yeah, singing wanna, the song you want to hear their story i guess you 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 want to kind of be them you put yourself in their shoes like Fogelberg, yeah. same old anxiety you can picture him being that guy that bumps into his old girlfriend in the grocery store and all those those things that the happen imagery. yeah the imagery right does anybody look at tracy chapman and and like part of you know hey springsteen he's this you know you know, fit, inspiring guy that looks like he's cut out of a steel mill, and so he's singing about you know, war, you know the factory. I don't song. know, Rob. I think you're. Does missing- anybody look at Tracy Chapman and go, "I want to be her"? No, but I think you're missing one of the portion of the song. See, my old man's got a problem. Yeah. He lives with the bottle. That's the way it is. Uh-huh. He says his body's too old for working. His body's too young to look like this. Mama went off and left him. She uh-huh. wanted more from life than he could give. Somebody's got to take care of him, so I quit school. That's what I did. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a story. That's pretty deep. Yeah. Here's what it's we're not g- about really the fast car. Uh-huh. It's about escaping. The fast car could just be a metaphor. See, we're analyzing this. It's got our wheels turning mm-hmm. in our minds. Here's, I think it's much deeper than what you're giving it credit for. Here's what we're going to do, Casey. <laughs> uh, this is this is how great ideas come about, yeah. and um, I think I have a winner for us. You know how... They never allow us to do this, but WIBC personalities get to go like out and do live events. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a live event for the Kendall and Casey show yeah. where we just do dramatic readings of, of famous songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say where we're going to have Kevin play it. Do you know how to play this song? I've never learned it, but I, I'm sure I could. Get Uno Gold, gold yeah, on let's that. Let's do a live version <laughs> on the air uh-huh. of yeah. Fast Car. Of, of Uno uh-huh. Gold. Okay. Um, we were going to talk about something else, but that's long past because we've got to get to the news. Here's Kurt Darling on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. The phone 
number, 317-684-8444, if you'd like to contribute to voicemails with your questions, comments, or smart remarks. It is 1033 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this first call, we've uh, got uh, the topic is Nikki Haley. Of course, Nikki Haley is uh, stumping around New Hampshire right now. She said uh, state uh, Trump won a state of Iowa of 3 million people with only 56,000 votes and that there was a very low turnout in Iowa and she said we're going to have a really good turnout in New Hampshire and uh, Chris Sununu is out there with her as she's trying to make some uh, make some stuff happen in New Hampshire but somebody wanted to call and had a comment about her uh, Nikki Haley's net worth two million dollars how in the hell can you run for president of the United States with a two million dollar bank well, like Rob has always said, follow the money. This is unbelievable that she's still in it with a net worth value of $2 million. Oh, I could run. Okay, so um, I don't know where he got the $2 million mark at because Forbes is listing it at $8 million. And didn't she just recently buy like a $14 million house? So if you include that into the network. Yeah, look, this is oh, the thing with, with, alone, the, with the net worths and everything. It's so hard to track this stuff down. And that's why, like, you'll see a lot of times in these presidential forums, he or she is worth anywhere from $1 million to $93 million because it's uh, all vague and open to. Inter- Remember Trump famously put on his, it's whatever my brand is worth at the time mm-hmm. was how he <laughs> Because he had to disclose how he got to be at a billionaire or multi-billionaire or whatever. That's eh, whatever my brand is worth at the time. Um, okay, so uh, somebody wanted to call and talk about Hunter Biden. Actually, it's not even about Hunter. It's about Jill. Hey, good morning. Hey, I really appreciate everything and all the cheering at Hunter Biden, which he is well-deserved of. But I could never get one thing out of my mind, and that is, did not Jill Biden used to be Joe Biden's babysitter? Why have we forgot about all those pictures and the deviant looks on his face and then ends up marrying her? That's scary. Yeah. So at one point, Jill Biden did babysit for Joe. Uh, Yeah. What you're telling me, Biden's creepy? That like, is this some sort of new, like, news? Is this some sort of news flash? Not for me. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, look, I don't think we've even scratched the surface on how creepy Joe Biden actually is, or all the creepy things he's actually done. All right, one more phone call, and uh, this one, this one's for me. Well, I've called probably say the most important thing that I could say, whether it be political, non-political, or what have you. And that is, happy birthday, Casey. Oh, yeah. Happy 30th birthday. <laughs> and many more. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Happy 30th birthday Thank to you, you, Casey. That's interesting, because at the beginning of the show, you said I was 32. <laughs> I've, I've gotten younger as time has gone on. I, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's kind for you to think of me. You're moving the right way, Casey. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, okay, so something happened at your house last oh, night. Oh, yes. And we have to talk about that. Oh, my goodness. Boy, it's so exciting. Um, yes, uh, I won the the pool, and Dada was the first words from Olivia Thatcher last night. 
So um, uh, this is wild, and I've written about this many, many times to her. One of the things about parenting that no one prepares you for is how things just happen mm-hmm. with your kids. Like there's no there's no buildup of, hey, within the next week, this is going to happen, or within the next 48 hours, this is going to happen. When and anybody who's a parent is nodding along in agreement with this, it's one of the crazy things, and it makes you never want to not be around your kid when they're young because- you don't there's, want to miss something. There's a chance you might miss the thing. I always used to hear that people go, well, I'm turning down this, you know, athletes. I'm turning down this mega contract extension because I don't want to miss the, you know, blah, blah, blah moments. And you're like, well, how much would you actually miss? And then you realize a lot mm-hmm. because, like, it's crazy. So earlier this week, she's just crawling around on the bed. Yeah. And then just turns around and sits up. Mm-hmm. On her own for the first time. No announcement. No, I'm about to do this. No big, you know, <laughs> straining thing. It just turned out just boom, there it is. Set up. She and had she, a whole new view. And she starts looking around. Mm-hmm. And you know, without any word from us, my wife and I are just looking at each other in amazement. She knew she did something great. She starts right. giggling uncontrollably. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah. how did you know to do that? I mean, this is amazing. Anybody who has kids could ever ever, ever, ever doubt that there is a God. It is amazing. Anybody who has children and goes through the whole birthing process and watches these kids grow up. So last night, mm-hmm. um, previous to last night, there'd been a lot of sounds, Yeah, but nothing that you would say, that's a pretty, that's, co- a, word. that's a coherent sound. And we're uh, watching church on television and she goes down on the floor and she talks to her, uh, you know, stuffed animals. And we refer to it as talking to God because she's having a conversation mm-hmm. and it's a one-sided conversation. And we always say, what, what is God saying to you? And and she starts like making noise in a manner that she has not made noise before. And she's making sounds that she hasn't made before. And this goes on for like five minutes, it was like a motor that was trying to start, or an engine that was trying to start in the cold. And it's like, it was just chug, 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 chug. And then it starts going. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, just a stream of new sounds start coming out. And I was thinking to myself, I thought, she's gonna say something here soon. And yeah. my wife and I are kind of like looking at Paying each other. Paying close attention. And it sounded like she starts filming it because she was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And it sounded like she said dada, but I was like, I don't know. There's still a lot of babbling going on. So I picked her up, put her on my knee, said, what did you say? And so she starts babbling again. And uh-huh. it sounded like she said dada again and took her over, put her on my wife's lap. And she just looks right at both of us. And my wife said something like, "Can you can you say it again? And just clear as day. Dada. Dada. Aww. And there's this little seven-month-old baby grin with two teeth, uh-huh. two bottom teeth sticking back at me, Casey. And there it was. Yeah. Oh, didn't that just melt your heart? Well, you know, I, I wrote to her last night and I said, you know, you've done these these this thing today. And <laughs> I said, I'm torn because your mother actually deserves the word first. Because I said relationships with mothers and children are always something that a relationship with fathers and children will never have because your mother endured all the things to birth you. Mothers deserve all the credit. 
mothers go through the physical torture of birth Mm -hmm. and the lead up to birth Mm -hmm. and the birth itself Mm -hmm. and then the six to seven months of having their hormones and lives totally destroyed after birth. And it's wild because, you know, I talked about this before. You had a a couple minutes of pleasure. Well... (laughs) Yes, I wasn't going to go there, Casey. But, I did. But you, but you and I talked about how there's something about dad. Dad is, I think, easier for them to say. Sure. There's something. Yeah. In the in a baby's brain, so I think predominantly most babies say dad, dad before, and I don't know why that is. Um, and and I, and I was that way, but I said your mother really deserved it more than I did. But I said. I want you to know that even though your relationship with me will be different than your relationship with your mother, both of them will be equally special in their own way. Mm -hmm. And no matter what else happens to me in my life, I'm not sure there will ever be anything more special than knowing whatever you accomplish in your life. And we count on you saying and doing so many great things in your life and changing and affecting so many people in a positive manner. Your words will affect so many people in a positive manner that the first words will ever you will ever have uttered mm-hmm. will have been my name. Well, well, it was about you. Yeah. yeah. And That's then I, awesome. And then I had to spend 30 minutes convincing my wife she didn't love me more. <laughs> well, you were you were also prompting her, though, weren't you? I mean, oh, yeah, I you, you had mentioned that you've been talking to her. <laughs> Say, Dada. Say dad, eventually she's going to do it, right? I, it was, I, well, I, you know, I had a whole month where I was basically had the child to myself for most of the day. Mm-hmm. And it would always be like, dad, 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 <laughs> Are you prompting her? I, I don't know who that other lady is. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Who's that lady? Um, so, uh, you know, our listeners know that I, I do the template for the show every night. And, and part of the rule is that you have to update me with pictures yeah. of her. And uh, so I can see the cute progress. Yes. And she's uh, totally adorable. But uh, you sent Rob sent me a little video last night of her. And she was just uh, just babbling on. She had a lot to say. And, the cr- and it was cute. The craziest thing was then we started, you know, ask her to do it. Again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. and again and she, over and over and over and it was just like I don't know what it's like to win the actual state lottery, but mm-hmm. I know what it's like to win life's lottery, and well, I have done it. Uh, well, as my brother-in-law wisely said once, you know, with women, once you get them talking, they never stop. <laughs> well, it is my kid, so I'm sure that's uh, not that's going to be an issue, right? Hammers up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Ten minutes away from 11, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And guess who's in the studio? Man, it's so good to be here. Everybody's in a great mood. This this room is electric. I see smiles and laughter everywhere. They just make everything so hard around here. Like, you know, it's tax season, and Mm -hmm. so they're like, hey, here's this 
link to get your your information and find how much the government stole from you this year. And now there's like nine new steps. And so I'm trying to read through this. You know how I see this is a problem. The advertisers will not have an issue with this. But you know how I am when I get something that I feel like has to be done. I can't get Mm -hmm. off of it. Correct. Like I am incapable of getting off of it, and now I'm just totally focused on this, and I got to get focused back on to find out how fat you are, and I just it just it's pissing me off. Boy, Casey, if he's here, who's running hell? <laughs> just, but welcome, you know how I am. Welcome you know to my how day. I get. These, are the sort, these are the sort of things that like drive me crazy mm-hmm. because it's like it must be resolved and it must be resolved now. And I'm sure there is a logical explanation to it, and I think I found it. But it's like they sent it to me while I was on the air, and now I'm totally focused hey, on this. Hey, we need you to focus yeah, on sorry. him. <laughs> on him. Is this the wrong time to tell Rob that Todd Rakita is coming on with us this afternoon? We're going to talk about losing at the Supreme Court yesterday. How about that? Hey, oh. All right. Last week, mm-hmm. I weighed in at 247.2. Yeah. Okay. That was the first time we'd weighed in in about two months. We've yeah. had a lot of stuff going on holidays, vacation time, all that stuff. So I got to beat 247.2. If. I do not beat that number Mm -hmm. or tie that number. I've got to put $5 in a virtual pot to which Rob Kendall will probably spend on a tax consultant. (laughs) (laughs) Or or therapy, you know. (laughs) Right, right. You don't know. If I beat the number, then survive in advance. The goal is to lose 50 pounds or a calendar year, whatever happens first. We started this on August 11th, where I was 271 pounds. I've got to beat 247.2. Are we ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Here he goes. Hammer probably already has his taxes done. That's why he's so happy as he's waddling over to the scale. There he goes. I was really hoping, yeah, after that talk with you yesterday, I knew you were going to be close, and I was hoping, I don't know, just you might give in and have some large... <laughs> well, I appreciate your support. Thank pizza you. Pizza Hut, something or other. I mean, look, I realize you're running the risk of an artery clog or, a, you know, some serious medical issue. It's but not my fault you can't figure out your tax form. You're going to have trouble with it, too, buddy. I can't wait for later. You're going to be down there pecking away. What the heck is going on over here? <laughs> There's an amazing thing you can do. It's called doing it after the show. Mm-hmm. But this is my problem, and we have been through this. This, this was, is your problem. They used it? to do this to me when the now these the, our current owners are much better about this. The old people who owned us would send emails during the the show mm-hmm. about like we need to see you for such an and it could be a mundane thing, you know, a personnel issue or whatever. And I would get that email and then the whole rest of the show, it's like I haven't done anything worthy of getting fired over. But the fact that they sent it yeah. while I was on the air. You just focused on that. Casey will and you have been around me long enough to know. I, I and I truly clearly admit this is a very serious character flaw. But I am very particular mm-hmm. about how I like my stuff, like where it's at, how it is. If someone touches my stuff, like, I don't know, the camera or somebody, I don't know, puts an American flag behind me. Easy, Ike Turner. My God, just, are you going to walk over here and tell just, Casey to eat the cake? It just is really, it's really disruptive. And it just, I got that email. Now I got focused on that, but it'll be fine. I'll get it figured out during the break and I'll be fine for the next hour. And I'm sorry I had to ruin your celebration of not being as fat as you were last week. I hope you have to pay money. I hope you get even more tax taken out of your check. 
I can't wait for it. Hey, look here, buddy. I got the ultimate weapon this year. It's called child tax credit, mister. Uh-huh. Rob Kendall can't walk and talk or chew gum all at the same time. I'm on the air right now. You can't send me an email. Cry me a river, you cry baby. Well, I made a big mistake because... I had was having trouble with my email on this computer, and then I realized I did something where I was trying to set it up as a desktop app instead of I just opened the application, mm-hmm. and it took me like seven months to realize that I had done that. And now I've seven figured, months. Now I figured out I had done that, and so now I can get emails while I'm on the air and clear that was an egregious mistake. I would have been much better off not just not knowing what was going on. You understand though why people root for you to fail? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> the last five minutes, like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not even, you know, somebody with a big bucket head that pretends like I'm one. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some issues going on over here. <laughs> I think he's aware of them. At least that's you self-awareness. Know, I, I thought you'd be a little bit more gentle. You're coming off this story about your child mm-hmm. saying its first word. You're actually having a tender moment, mm-hmm. mansplaining parenting to all of us who have already done it before. <laughs> it was really sweet. <laughs> and then we come back, and you get this freaking maniac that can't even focus on his own show. No, well, I can't. Uh, I... And he's trying to get me wrapped up. Casey, log in right now. I'm like, dude. And that's when you walked in the studio like, what is going on in here? It's your birthday. You've ruined Casey's birthday. <laughs> here is the problem, Hammer, and I've been very candid with our audience. As a child, I had severe obsessive compulsive disorder. And I was able, through many years of therapy and medication and everything else, get to the point where that is very manageable now, and I live a very normal existence. But the one thing, and I've accepted that which I cannot rise above, is I'm very peculiar, in, especially in a work environment, about where my stuff is and how it's done, and I just got totally distracted. I'll be better after the break. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll get it all figured out. That's fancy talk for I'm a jag-off. <laughs> what's, what's coming up, fatty, on your afternoon show? Your euchre partner, Todd Rakita. The- oh, Oh, <laughs> We're going to have a good time. <laughs> Thank you, Hammer. Help me. It's Kennelly Casey. <laughs> I'm not Call for the bucket head. <laughs>